Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Evening, Jackson Pollock. You've used that one before. I know you've uh, used that one I thought one maybe before. I had. I love the fact that when we went to that museum, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, the Hirshhorn? Right. Yeah, Hirshhorn? yeah, it was the Hirshhorn. And I'm like, oh, look. And I'm sitting there, and you're like, what about it? And I'm like, that's Jackson Pollock. Uh, yeah, well, you like, made me guess. What? You're like, it's what you call me all the time, and it was clearly a Jackson Pollock. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's so dumb. Actually, <laughs> I wonder how we actually we need to go back because it was a an exhibition. I, I wish I, I kind of want to go tomorrow. It was an exhibition. I can't remember the name of the guy who did it, but you could do these self things, these little drawing things, and hang them on the wall. And we did good company in the car ones. and yeah. stuck them all over the wall. Yeah, I remember. And I wonder if I mean, there's no way they're still there. No, that was no a way. really long time Absolutely ago. Not. But that's really funny. Like to think that that, that was yeah pre COVID. I think yeah no well, yeah yeah, it was. yeah 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 it was cold. I remember it was cold. Yeah. No, that's cool museum, yeah, but I because I, I was I, wearing a red sweater. Um, okay, well we've and invested a, tan a little time. Shirt and jeans. Oh yeah, you remember your clothes? I, why? You have an idea. It is the memory. most useless superpower. What were you wearing that day? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, and yet still why? you do. Well, it's funny. And I'm all fat and ugly in those clothes too. It's not like I looked oh, really stop. good. Or, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not like I was like dressed up or looked nice. Uh-huh. Or, you know, it was like a you know. But we are stepping up our game once again, and we're doing uh, the Oxygen Channel Snap series, which That's takes stepping a little up more... the game. Well, you got to commit going to right into it. We're not going to have any tick. T- no, no, no. Well, we're going to talk. We're going to chit chat around it, but because uh, oh. it's a bit more of a commitment. They're longer. Production values are better, but it's more of a commitment in time. And is um, it? There's no shortage of women who've snapped. <laughs> there's no shortage of people. Who period. Snapped. Yeah, people. Yeah, you're right. Because I am like. Man, I'm holding on to that cliff. Like, <laughs> Leaning over, looking no, down. No, it's just, it's just like so. Uh, it's like the less interaction I have to have with people, the better I am. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. I certainly I think do some days. Right now, I think it's really bad. Yeah, it's but, but I mean, you know, people are becoming less and less tolerant. I like, deal with the, I call them the kids, the kids at work. The, the and I'm just like they don't have. I'll talk about stuff, and the one girl's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. Like people and things, they just, yeah. the culture, not cultural, but like, you know, I'm talking about something that I think just happened yesterday, 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, this kid was still in junior high 10 years ago. Yeah. So, no, and I'm not saying that they're not smart or accomplished sure. or capable. Yep. I'm just saying the time, the, the, yeah. the passage of time. 2000 wasn't like 12 years ago. Right. Uh, well, yeah, no, yeah. what was that one thing I sent you? It was like nine, eight, 1939 and 1984 as far as part. It was like some, some as, comparison. As here in, in, in 1990. Yeah. Right. And it, you think about, you know, you think about the 80s as like, well, that was just, yeah, you know, a ago. couple of days ago or yeah. a couple, you know, I always say that everything was a couple of days ago. Oh, the other day, but it was yeah. 40, 40, yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, the eighties were gone. One thing I liked about the the eighties decade is that as soon as it was over, everybody loved it. Like MTV ran the big eighties TV true, shows. True, it was true, immediately true. people were looking over their shoulders, like, wasn't that a fun decade? You rarely see like retro sixties parties or retro fifties no. parties. You the see 1920s were from the Roaring Twenties, yeah, sure. and then it goes to the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, yeah it's very But the funny. 80s music is loved, and it was immediately MTV looked back, and, and we were all with them. And the dramatic difference, like if the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, there's, I mean, they kind of... There's a sameness to them. There's a very sameness, but yeah. the difference between the 60s... 
the 70s and, and the, the 80s. Yeah, they're all very distinctive. Dramat- and then, of course, the 80s, once the 80s kind of blended away, the next 20 years or so are pretty, other than technology, yeah. the way people looked is kind of Who samey. are we talking to? Was it John's kids? That, but kids today still really like 80s music, and they're into it. And I remember when I, it was in the 80s, I didn't really, music from the 50s. The 60s, sure, but it, it wasn't a thing. I didn't really. Some stuff, yeah. And, yeah. and But they're like, they're like, oh yeah, 80s music is still super popular. I really love everyone. music from the 80s. It's so retro. I'm yeah. Like, what do you mean <laughs> retro? I went I went to that concert. Yeah, it's really Well, you know what will make you feel relevant and no. young? again no what talking about a completely senseless murder perpetrated by a narcissistic immature that is exactly what the doctor ordered no 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 (laughs) not what the doctor ordered this bitch and i do not say that lightly when Mm. it comes to people she just yeah she's pretty awful i I, there was you know sometimes with the people you cut there's a redeeming there's nothing no, this bad. is just a horrible human being. Selfish. Selfish. And, and I just. Yeah. And even, and, oh, okay. All right. So, again, it's uh, the Oxygen Channel Snapped, and it's season 29. Snapped. Season 29. Episode 4. Episode 4. And it's just Samantha Walford. Samantha Walford. Ugh, and right off the bat, we get a clip of, from her YouTube channel. I'm the biggest free spirit. I'm the biggest dreamer. Oh, I'll run the clip. I am the biggest dreamer ever. I'm very free spirited. He was the calm, tame stuff that she needed, and she was just the right amount of fun and crazy that he needed. It's dreadful. You just read that's such a red flag. People describe themselves that way, especially this little monster. It's bad. We meet her mom right off the bat. And now we're not gonna we're not gonna shame the way she dressed or anything. Well, but I, when they do these these interviews for a Snap, I I feel like they tell the people they're like dress trashy. Well, no, it's TV. Yeah. So so this person, anybody, uh-huh. anybody, think of all the TV, think of all the TV shows we've watched mm-hmm. where they've interviewed people. The person knew they were gonna be interviewed on. TV. For national this television. was the outfit the they clothes, chose, the makeup that they chose. Yeah, and I just some, there's th- some we've laughed. Point like what was the one we just talked about? And the guy like had a dirty T-shirt on. And yeah, it was like this is what you chose. So the mom was in a sleeveless um, uh, vest kind of thing or well, whatever. Oh, we're not gonna. The, the, yeah, don't. So, yeah. You know. All right. Well, we start out with Samantha's mom is having a fun. She's a cool mom. That's always a red flag. You know, like the cool aunt. Yeah, the cool. I mean, you know, it smells of liquor and gossip or whatever, yeah. or something well, like that. Let you smoke cigarettes and drink beer. But yeah, we, we're we're told that she's having a. Um, Karaoke, karaoke night. It's two a.m. in the morning, oh. and uh, they're and out. she's out with her daughter. Right, her 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 youngest daughter. Her daughter and her are out at a bar and, together. And they're in front of the front of the karaoke bar talking to the owner. She lets us know that. And um, well, her mom from her. Let's let her mom tell you what happened. We were having a karaoke night. We had walked out of the club and we were standing outside talking to the owner. When my phone started ringing. Rosie answers the call from her oldest daughter, 26-year-old Samantha Wolfer. It was muffled and not clear. I finally get to the point where I can hear her. She said there was intruders, and apparently they have kidnapped him. I finally managed to hear her say, I'm tied up. And now I'm really freaking out. I've never been so scared in my life. She's like, get in the car right now. So I'm like, okay. And I jumped in the car, and she said, get me to Mount Pleasant. So I'm literally driving 90 miles an hour in a 40, trying to get her there. 
I like it's important that she lets us know she was talking to the owner. So That's important in a small town. Yeah, I suppose it is. So they've gotten in the car, and they are racing an hour away to where Samantha lives. What was the term? She said she, she was the only one clear-headed enough or something like well, they that? Well, call, she called her sister, who lives in that town closer to Samantha's house, and her sister's like, did you call 911? She's like, that might be a good idea. You were like, that's because they were that's drunk. Them, they were drunk. Yeah. They just I finished ne- karaoke I night. didn't think of that. It's two in the morning. They're they hammered. just finished karaoke yeah. night. Because that's so, the only way I'm singing karaoke. So so her aunt beats the first responders there just barely. And uh, 29-year-old Ernie Ibera, her husband, has been kidnapped. And you can tell from... The mom loves drama. She starts tearing up. And uh, Do Christa, people get kidnapped in, in, no, in rural this small This whole thing, town? when you see it, when we leave you cabin... No, no, no. St. Michael's, Maryland... No. Uh, uh, what's, no, no. Uh, what, uh, what's the New York town? Norwich. Nor- Norwich, New York. I don't know York, if anybody ever kidnapped. Parkersburg, West Virginia. No. Do you know Ocala, if anybody's ever kidnapped? Florida, Parkersburg. You no. Know, I've never heard it's of anybody kidnapped. So from. No, I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking like an adult. Yeah. They broke in and kidnapped somebody. It's, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Chris Durant is the first guy there. As we go into the house, Samantha and her aunt are coming down a staircase, and that's where me and the officers have our first encounter with her. The kids were asleep. They were upstairs. So I told Samantha, just leave them where they're at for right now so I could get more information from her about what happened without having to worry about the children. He explains that the kids, the children are still asleep upstairs, and he says, just let them sleep. We don't need to deal with them. We'll talk to Samantha. And she tells them that these intruders broke in, and they've taken her husband. And prosecutor David Colley, he gives off the right vibe. Samantha described who had broken into her house, that they had kidnapped her husband. She said she was taken upstairs and tied up with her hands behind her back and her ankles tied. So we're getting a little backstory now, and Ernie was born on Christmas Day in 1985. He is the uh, victim in this episode. I didn't catch that he was born on Christmas. Yeah, born on Christmas Day, 1985. He was nerdy when he was a kid. He was really into books, and then naturally, he got into computers. He loved to mess around with computers, period. He could tear one apart, put it right back together. He was very, very good at it. Ernie's family in their interviews seems a lot more composed and a lot classier. I- well, it's funny to me because I was thinking, this is what I was thinking. When they described Ernie, they said uh, uh, he was all in black and he wore oh, a long goth black face. coat. <laughs> kind of, well, not necessarily goth, but like, you know, there, in that this time frame, you know, when he, what he thought was cool. Mm-hmm. So he wore the black clothes mm-hmm. and he's really, he's a smart guy, obviously. He's yes. a smart guy. So... He met this girl, and she's giving him the sex. Uh-huh. So that changes, you know, like... That makes things... Yeah. I, yeah. I suppose, because Sam meets Ernie at a tattoo parlor, of course, and Sam's sister gives us the cliched, she lit up every room, everybody likes Sam, yeah. Sam was a real bubbly person. Everybody liked her. She just has that way about her. This girl's a cliche machine. It's fantastic. Now, see in my in my research, it said that they met online. Oh, in this in the snapped episode, they met at a tattoo uh, parlor. It said one. In, yeah, there was something about so. May, well, maybe they met online and then they met up or something. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Well, I can't I can't corroborate or uh, corroborate. Uh, That's not the corroborate. Right word. 
Corroborate? Yeah, that works. I thought corroborate meant back somebody up. Uh, you, corroborate, you, confirm. Confirm. I can't confirm that. Okay. Thank you. We get a bunch of Sam selfies. She's she. T- I think she takes even more selfies than you do, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the type of, of young woman who is perfectly fine looking. She's, she's a nice looking girl. She's not a stunner. She's not, uh, you know, she's not going to be a, a, a cover model. And yet... You get the feeling she thinks she is. And anyway, she was born in 1989. Sam always had that mothering instinct. She was mama to the babies below her. She knew all along she wanted to be a mom. She wanted to be a mother and she got what she wanted. Twins with her high school sweetheart at ripe old age of 19. So that didn't Oof. pan out. Her mom says he wasn't husband I material. I can't. I I my maturity level is so low. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being responsible for a, child a, a, <laughs> another human being. Period. Not even a child. I can at the age of nineteen. Yeah. I could not imagine for the. And I'm not making this. Is, I'm not being critical no. at all. I you know you. I know some women. I know some people who've had kids and they're more well, power they say to you. Grow up real quick or I, not at all. So. I am. I could never like the dog is too much responsibility yeah. for me sometimes. Okay. I'm this is right. Go ahead. The mom says that he didn't pan out as husband material, and you kind of pointed out she didn't really pan out as wife and mom Obviously, material. Obviously, in the in the long term, she didn't pan out as mother material either. Oh no, no, more selfies with all that hardware in her face. To make ends meet, she tries being a newborn photographer, which is kind of a niche thing. And, I guess. And she sells Mary Kay, but nothing works out. And then she meets. Well, Ernie. she has two kids. She got. Yeah. She got, she didn't have a that's lot of spare real, time. That's a real speed bump. <laughs> so the first few years they kept it casual, uh, but then she gets pregnant with twins again. And She's fertile. Her sister is here for some more cliche observations. I really like them. No. She's like, it's time, you know. I'm sitting here. We're living together. I'm I'm ready to become the wife. I babysat their kids, and they went out, went to Hope, Arkansas, and got married. And then they have another oh, kid. <laughs> Lord, five kids. So, well, she she's got five kids. And back back to what we were talking about before, the sister mm-hmm. had a black T-shirt with some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just like a rock T-shirt. This is on. what you're getting. You're gonna be on t- national television. Mm-hmm. This is what you're gonna wear. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's all right. Go He's working part time at a bat manufacturer. He's running the laser and. Well, uh, yeah, but you 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 because we you and I discussed that he did something with the. It was the computer. He had to ca- he, calibrate he had, and stuff. He had to yeah. calibrate, and he also probably. Had had to set the programming and all that stuff. Uh, so this is a kid who's not stupid. No, no, no. He got a this couple is, of computer yeah, certificates yeah, he, at the local community well, which college. Which makes sense. Yeah, she because she said he went to college and got certificates. Yeah. She never said graduate. Yeah. But I'm like, preach. So, you know, yeah. He's working at Little Caesars, too. And Carly Crow is the former journalist of the Mount Pleasant Tribune. She hips us to Sam's million-dollar idea. She was really big into YouTube, and she made this series of YouTube videos. Basically, her videos were just going on and on about her pregnancy. She did hope that she could make some kind of extra money at it. September 21st, my babies turned one years old. My, my youngest twins, I feel I'm getting so old, oh my God. <laughs> Carly is clearly underwhelmed by Sam's million dollar idea. There's one where she's just talking about tips on how to get your kid ready for, for school really fast. Like she was trying to help other moms. And she closed out everyone. Love you guys with that little blows a little kiss. Here's the mind blower, Jack. Those videos are still up. That is absolutely hysterical. You can pull them up. up. Hey guys, I'm just kind of posting a vlog about what's been going on with me and why I have like 
totally abandoned my YouTube channel. <laughs> there are pictures of him, videos of him and she's complaining about him. They're all the stuff. This is the, this. Okay. 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 As with any subject matter, with any story that anybody tells me or I hear, I always turn it upon myself mm -hmm. because I am a narcissistic type of person. Sure. So anybody that says, Oh, I'm having all these problems because of this. I'm like, well, what, how does that affect me? How would I do that? <laughs> now the funny part about this is, is this woman, this girl, this mm -hmm. woman at this point, she was, how old is she at this she's point? In her uh, she's 24. Okay, so she's a well, woman. she's 25 when this all goes she's down. She's a woman. So this woman has taken it upon herself. I'm going to have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. She's not the prettiest girl. Nope. She's not the smartest girl. Nope. She's not that interesting. She's, she's not, not, unique. not that smart. Her she's situation not that is not, a, not at all unique. She's going to create her own YouTube channel because she thinks she's that interesting. And her name for her YouTube channel is Simply Manic. Okay. And it's got a rose in her picture next to oh, it. Oh, God. I saw the picture and I was like, <laughs> what that looks like? They like, oh, let's use the worst graphics possible. Now, having said that, when Kevin approached me and said, hey, you want to know what? I think I'm, I'm kind of funny and I think you're kind of funny and I think together we can be kind of funny. <laughs> And let's kind of do this. And I said, I don't know if we're, if I'm not, I, I said, I'm mildly amusing. Maybe this could be fun. That's fun now, to do. Now, I me. think that that is a, a very accurate, accurate maybe mm -hmm. a little under on my part. Right. But there's a lot of people who think I'm freaking hysterical. Sure. And I'm really hoping that I could reach out across the airways to everybody. <laughs> but my point of that is, is I have no misgivings that I think I am the most interesting, fascinating person on the planet. And everybody should listen to me. Yeah. Now, this girl, honestly thinks that she's got tips, tricks, makeup, all this stuff, that she can be an influence. Yep. Okay. Now, so, having gotten that off my chest. So, even after all this and all the attention she got, the snap thing and all the views are only around 11,000. You know, to be an influencer, you have to have, like, you post something and within hours you've got 500,000 views. It is, the, these have been up for five years. The more, the, and they have things like, oh my God, these things are still up, or she killed that guy. You know, they're not even, they're not. And they're still up. And they're terrible. somebody have taken them down? I thought YouTube would have, you know, she's a convicted murderer, but they're they're still there and they're dreadful. I'm going to play a couple of clips. Oh, because I, I have not listened to the clips yet. I have, because she actually kind of bothers me like she like and then they were showing the pictures of the the crime scene and what and i was like, like that place is filthy yeah it was disgusting <laughs> tim ingram is the titus county head sheriff right off the bat he says something's not right but they got to try to find Ernie. Wayne Minor is the Titus County investigator, and he is the hero of this episode, in my <laughs> opinion. I love him. He Kevin's has a smirk like, on his wait, face. Where do you see this guy? Where do you see this guy? <laughs> and I sit, and I'm like, what? He goes, he thinks the whole thing's it's hysterical. It's a joke. Yep, he now, now, when you if you see these if you if you pull up the YouTube stuff or the snapped and you watch this, he does look very amused. Yeah, he does have a very amused. Like, thing. He almost rolls his eye, <laughs> but I think he's a little too good. For I that. do think though that that's part of his like you know those people. He's oh, he just looks perpetually happy. I do think that this guy does have a little bit of that in his face because yeah, very... there's no way the subject matter he's talking about is he that happy. Yeah, about no, he wasn't happy. But I understood exactly what yeah. you were saying. He He's not. They take her downtown for additional questioning, so it's not like four it was or five that in the evening. morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, this happened at two in the morning, right. so she's now in the police station at four or five in the morning. This is probably not going the way she thought it would, but now they're questioning her. What we do? What was your routine yesterday? I came home. We watched the TV. We ate. No big deal. No fighting. Everything was normal. He was actually in a really great mood. 
Then he asks her about the attack, and this is when the good old Sam calls on her YouTube acting skills and brings the tears. Jordan put the bed and slowly go one face down and press the blade that he had against my throat. I got him down the stairs and left me upstairs with a guy holding a blade on me. And I could hear him hitting him in the living room and yelling, but I couldn't tell what was being said. That hank of hair that they found at the crime scene was there conspicuously because this is the only thing you're ever going to have from your husband again. One was holding him and the other one was hitting him. The guy pulled his hair up, sawed it off, and dropped it beside him. They told her, uh, you can keep that because that's all you're going to have to remember your husband. Okay, okay, right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. So three, okay, now think about, think about this, yes, think about this. I'm thinking. So, so somehow or another, just for the sake of argument, okay. this guy. Ernie? Ernie. Ernie has done, Ernie is somehow affiliated with some bad people. Right. And the bad people are going to come in and grab Ernie and drag him out of the house to do whatever they're going to do to him, kill him or whatever. There's a woman in the house. Mm-hmm. Do you think, one, they're going to let her live because she's seen them, and or two, they're not going to fuck her up too? Yeah, they, she as she said in her testimony that it was um, the guys were there to get um, revenge for something that Ernie's daddy did. He and they're taunting on somebody. her. And they're taunting it, nothing, her. Now, now, from the story that she told, mm-hmm. they're taunting her. There's nothing in that story that makes sense. No, it doesn't. And she tells prosecutors that one of them sounded Hispanic, one of them sounded black, and one of them sounded like a white guy, which ended up being true. She starts kind of dropping dime on <sighs> the guys that she hired to do this. Well, not hired. <sighs> But so she really bothered me. I, I I'm not even like normally when we do these, I'm a little amused by stuff. She really bothered me. Like just to be that completely like as again as a narcissistic self-involved person, that is one self like uh, yeah. You know, she thought she was completely... gonna talk her way through this again. Like so uh, many of these people. So then the investigator asked her if she was tied up and gagged. How did she call her mother? So how, how well, let me ask you something. How did you call for help if you're tied up? I used my nose. So they didn't take your phone in. They left your phone there. They asked me if I had a phone, and I told them no. How'd you get to it? How'd you get to it? I wiggled on my side. When she is asked to describe the attackers, she shows that she's a good liar. She keeps it simple. They had black face masks on. They were wearing black baggy shirts, black baggy pants, black shoes. They had gloves on. They all, they, they all looked alike. So if she's asked to tell again, you said he was wearing a blue shirt. No, I meant red. There'll be none of that. It, she's kept it super simple. So again, uh, Wayne no, Minor. No, the evil henchmen, uh-huh. the, the henchmen for the evil guy have matching costumes. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So these three guys are going to commit this crime. They're going to go out and buy matching outfits yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Go, to go kidnap this guy, Ernie. Uh-huh. Again, Wayne Minor has the smirk on his face. <laughs> she painted the picture that this was in retribution for something that Ernie's father might have done. I love it. So the cops are now racing to Ernie's father's house because she said Ernie's dad's involved in this. More smirking Wayne. (laughs) They ask for Ernie's phone number and locate it with a ping. Which is commonplace technology. He's in a nearby town called Pittsburgh, which is nowhere near 
Ernie's dad's house. And they ask Samantha, do you know anyone in Pittsburgh? And she's like, no. And of course that comes back. Don't they get her in the Walmart footage? I think it's in Pittsburgh. So suddenly Ernie's cell phone ping stops pinging. They've turned it off. You're going to kidnap somebody or grab somebody and they still have his cell phone? Yeah. Why would they keep his cell phone? And why did they let her keep hers? And we didn't even get into it. The way she was tied up with ribbons oh, yeah. and part of a dress, like the belt on a dress. Yeah. So in the in the reenactment, they had her tied up with like Christmas ribbon, like yeah. like present mm-hmm. ribbon. And I'm just It's ridiculous. She didn't it looked like if she pulled once, it would break. Again, these three guys broke into your house to to take your husband to do something to him, and they're just gonna tie her up with some ribbon. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They go to Ernie's dad's house, nothing's happening. They go back to the station and pull his records. He hasn't been in trouble in ages, and he's never been involved in drugs. So that whole thing that Samantha's saying is drug cartels and revenge. Oh, that made me laugh. I think it's something to do with his dad. What do you think it would be going on there? I hate, and I'm usually right, and I hate that, but his dad has a problem with getting involved in things that he don't need to be involved with. Uh, it's great. So Samantha's going with the big story, and it is Texas after all, and a lot of drugs do come out of Texas, but not as many, not as much as the lies you know, coming just, out of that girl's it mouth. It just dawned on me when you said that, you just, they have the death penalty. Yeah. So... That's, see, I'm going to bring this up later. I'm going to let this go for now because I can't talk about it yet because we haven't talked gotten to this part yet. But you just said this is Texas and it dawned on me. Oh my God, it's Texas. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they look at Ernie's record and they find out that she got a protective order against him about a year earlier. Apparently, he threw a box at her. So you're with someone, you're in a relationship with someone and they, have a, they bring out a, a, a restraining order against you over a lie. Mm-hmm. Something that may have happened, but they blew it out of proportion mm-hmm. enough that they could get a restraining order against you. Mm-hmm. Would you go back to that person? No. Exactly. Yep. So that one's on you, Ernie. More Wayne Bliss. She knew that we knew there's a history of domestic issues between them, but they were back together. When asked about money, uh, situation, finances, she said that's not an issue for us. She really painted a pretty rosy picture, a picture of bliss. So here's where things really start falling apart, and this train wreck of a case gets even better. They bring back Sam the next morning for more questioning. You would think that she was, it's, crime is not even 12 hours old. She's back being questioned. You know, I didn't realize how fast it was Everything going. went. They ask her about her day again, and she says, well, actually, I was visiting a friend in the hospital, and uh, then I came home. She's going to have a baby, blah, 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 blah. So during the interview, this happens. She just has an epiphany. Oh, my goodness. Um, there's this guy I met yesterday. His name's Johnny Reb. Uh, that's all I know him by. Um, he, uh, he, he could have done it. So she's met Johnny Reb at the hospital, and she's giving him her car. I don't... How? I know. I'm just like, what the... No, okay, so her friend's friend, oh, here, you can borrow my car? Mm-hmm. I won't let good friends borrow my car. I don't get... I just don't. This the the the. the where is there's no law, zero logic to this. Yes, zero. I, absolutely. This, she's at. I got. I need a wet comb. A cold compress. I need a cold it, compress. It's unbelievable. It gets better. Oh. So she's at the interview and she's like, you know what? He's got my car. He might have done this. She looks at her phone and says, oh my gosh, I just got a message. They're at the hospital now because they're supposed to be picking up this mutual friend. 
Oh my God, I just got a text from him. They're at the hospital. So the cops use Facebook. They pull up Johnny Reb. They find out his real, real oh. name's John Stanford. Oh. They go to the hospital. As they're coming in, they see these two guys. One guy looks like Sanford, and the one investigator yells over to him, Sanford, and they take off. Split. They tackle him. He said, he said they split. We were walking in, and these two guys were walking out. I'd never seen them, but one of the guys just matched the description. So I turned around, and I yelled, Sanford. And and when I did, they split, tried to run. So we chased them and jumped on them and put them in the car. So Jose Ponce is the other guy, and we learn the third guy is Octavius Rhymes. She was she told correctly the three accents on the guys. Well, of and course she's, she she knew who they were. I don't know what she thought when she told the cops who she thought may have done it that those guys weren't going to be. She was in on all of this. She's she the one who provoked it. us. So Sanford is super cooperative. Jonathan Sanford's personality was very cooperative and forthright once he was caught. Um, he just kind of seemed to have the attitude of they got me, I might as well help. So yeah, you caught me. I might as well help you out. And he tells everybody everything. I, I it just everything about this just screams to me how immature this girl, this woman was. Immature and I narcissistic wanna, I, and selfish. I really want to bang my head against a wall. According to Jonathan, it all began the day before when he'd met Samantha at the hospital with his friends Jose Ponce and Octavius Rhymes. Jonathan claims that after Samantha opened up about the abuse she suffered at the hands of her husband. He felt the urge to act. How in your infinite wisdom did you think any of it? Well, first of all, if you're in a relationship and it's not going well that you were going to plot to kill them, mm -hmm. I don't care what the reason is. Just leave. Just go. Just go. So, <laughs> you know, these, these three gallant gentlemen are so moved by Sam's stories of Ernie's Ugh. abuse that they offered to help. At first, they were just going to get him arrested. They were going to throw methamphetamine in his car and call the cops. And then they thought, you know what? Why don't we just uh, kidnap him and kill him? And I feel like these three just wanted to kill somebody. This is an excuse. I yeah. Sanford says Ponce pulled the trigger. Uh, they got him into the. They beat him up. They drove him out into the woods and in Samantha's car. Took him to a remote spot. Sanford said he wanted to slit his throat. Ernie trips. And before Sanford can get him back on his feet, Ponce just shoots him in the back of the head. When they get to the police station, Ponce says, "No, no, 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 no." I didn't shoot him. Sanford shot him. But they believe Sanford's testimony because Sanford said, I was going to slit his throat. I just didn't get get there fast enough. Ponce shot, shot him before I could do it. So like, you know what? That sounds more correct. There's no indicators that Jonathan fired a shot. Jonathan, in his interview, said he really wanted to do it himself, but said ultimately Jose Ponce did it. Okay, so my problem with this statement, and Kevin and I actually kind of got, because he, he's like, don't you understand what they're saying? And okay, so here's my thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, I know you had a little trouble yeah, with this. So, no, no, no. I understand exactly what's going on. I'm saying there still is not, there is still not a clear picture as to who actually shot him. Mm hmm because rebel dude joe or whatever johnny his name rep. is john johnny rep johnny rep johnny rep is saying oh i wanted to kill him yeah. but i didn't do it ponce is saying i didn't do it johnny reb did it and my argument was well the, once they find the third guy the third guy is going to say well the fat one or the thin one did it yeah and and that has never been positively established now you're saying that 
Octavius. The, that uh, the skinny uh, Johnny Reb is like, I was going to kill him and I didn't get to. Yeah. And Ponce's saying Johnny Reb did it because it's Texas. Okay. Death penalty. Well, they all, well, I think they're all convicted of murder the, just because of the trigger man. I think they're all, okay, I see what you're saying. But it's first degree murder. Yeah. And they didn't, none of, none of them got first degree murder, so they didn't get the, 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 the express lane to the death penalty. Right. And it just dawned on me earlier when you said it was Texas, and th- that's when it was like, <gasps> that's why. So even though they're being inc- incredibly cooperative, and the, the two, yeah. the two dudes, the trigger man is not the, Octavius, the, yeah. but the other two, Cause Octavius because Octavius just said, I, I really didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't even. And see he it yet. and he and signed he wrote, his own. He signed his. He well, he got a lot nose. more time in jail. Yeah, than those I was going to say, kind of his nose by his face. He, if he had said no, the fat guy did it, or the thin, thin guy did, he would have gotten a lot less time because he would. And for whatever reason, he's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. No, exactly, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But, but, but again, it does not make any sense to me whatsoever that there still is not a one hundred percent identification as to who actually shot. One saying the other, the other one saying the other, and no one. Well, we believe the the, the Johnny Reb dude and. Well, why? What, what possible reason would you believe him? He doesn't want to go to the, the electric chair. Yeah. He's going to lie about this. Uh, okay, there. I got that all out. Uh, Shoo! <laughs> His sister, Abigail, learns of Ernie's death. I kept asking my dad what was wrong. He just looked at me and he said, somebody killed your brother. And my jaw hit the floor. It just, it was like a dream. And that's pretty heartrending. And she was clearly Miss Simulad. Um, investigators learn that there's actually a lot of tension in the uh, the marriage, mostly due to her online obsession. She's she considers it her job. It's not generating any money. She's neglecting the kids. He's the only one bringing money into the house. Then the mom comes on and defends her and says, actually, a lot of the tension was because Ernie was gaming so much. And at one point, Ernie's avatar married a woman in whatever virtual world he was playing and she found out about it was she's, rightfully upset i think that's a little bit much so i'm making all kinds of faces this is again i'm over here making all these faces yeah and so so then he said i'll marry you in real life that's when they got married so the cops now look at the restraining order and oxygen snap describes the assault as questionable at best samantha had tendency towards attention seeking behaviors She typically used her description of Ernie being abusive towards her or not treating her right to get that attention. According to Ernie's family, the incident involving the restraining order was questionable at best. The worst that he had ever done to her was he told me that he had chunked a cardboard box at her. And he said that box would not have caused no bruise. A uh, cardboard box is not a lethal weapon. It's not a weapon at all. And I'm just thinking to myself, if I had a restraining order brought against me because I threw an empty cardboard box at somebody. I would be furious. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You don't want, because that's that's all I need to hear. You don't want me. You don't want me. Bye. But, it, but what I'm hearing is then they got back together. Yeah. There's no... I just, I yeah, cannot yeah. wrap my it happens dull all the time. senses around It happens around all that. the time. The kids are there, you know? Uh, so, of course, they get her cell phone records, and they find out how involved she is. Samantha sends a text message to the people that have Ernie and advises them, hey, the, the cops are tracking the phone, ditch it and move. It was obvious of her choice to participate. She's trying to help them get away with killing her husband. 
So she sent the text telling them, you guys, they're tracking his phone. Get, you know, turn off the phone and keep moving. And she claimed to not know them at all. And, and you, you found out later they've got Walmart footage of those three with her kids. So she knew them much better than she ever let on. And that was the thing in the, in my research, Joe, Jose, and Octavius took them to Walmart to buy them food and they one listen listen there are two places that have a shit ton of surveillance cameras you want to know what they are Walmart, Walmart and Target I was going to say Target's England. Target has got a, a system that you would just blow your mind oh, good. there is such sur- technical surveillance uh video cameras in these places the the, the sales clerks when you're in the line when they're in the yeah. ceiling they're yeah. on the walls if you ever need an alibi yeah. go to Walmart Walmart, yeah, go to Walmart because there's cameras everywhere. So three days after the kidnapping, they ask her to come to the police station. They tell her they want her to come and pick up Ernie's phone, but they're going to arrest her. I think she thought she was coming to get Ernie's phone, and she showed up, and she was not going to be leaving that day. Samantha was charged with aggravated kidnapping and murder, and she was indicted on each of those charges separately. So we see her mugshot when she actually has no makeup on, and no jewelry and no metal in her face. She actually looks quite a bit better, well, I think. I understand what you're saying. I don't agree, but I understand what you're saying because she's 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 not old. No. She's only 20-something. 20 25. She's not a, she's not an old girl. When she had the makeup on, she was like, but she was doing everything she could to try to stand out. She was she was such a plain, forgettable. She's yeah. a forgettable individual. There's nothing. And I'm not trying to be mean no, towards no, her. No. I'm simply saying that there are a lot of people that are very... We can talk shit about her. She murdered no, her husband. No, no. I don't want to talk shit. <laughs> about anybody other than just you know, this is what I know from the show she's trying so hard to achieve something or try to be something that she's not uh-huh. and no matter, no matter how much makeup you have on and, yeah, uh, and this can't. is coming from me I know this appearances is very... are very important I can't believe I've gotten this fat as self as self involved as you know as narcissist. anyway <laughs> you you know that you spend money on clothes you spend money on jewelry you spend money on things to make you feel better and look better and all this kind of stuff and she's doing these makeup and she's got this pretty makeup and stuff and then she's putting holes in her face to try to to try to give herself an edge to do these videos to try to catch fame to try to make me- and it's like it's not so many happen. people are trying to hustle that thing on it's youtube and she just happen. got any there's nothing unique about her situation there's that there's Hundred, I would go so far as to say millions of people on YouTube trying to do yes. it. Yep, and you're competing with a lot more talented people. Without wanting to, you know, make fun of our myself ourselves. We're doing it. We're yeah. doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. We're having a lot of fun. I'm having a ball yeah, doing this. And that's why we're doing it. Yeah, I think it's, it's a fun hobby. If it's, it, it's, if it it's does well, that's very great. Fun if it doesn't... And finding the stories and doing the things. And people have been sending us stuff. And it's fantastic. And it's like, yes, this is interesting to us. And then we get to talk about this. And we'll start talking about the stuff. Like, no, 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 we can't talk about yeah, it. We can't yeah, talk about it. it. <laughs> because we have to save it. Because otherwise, we would have talked this all the way through already. Because <laughs> you know me, I can't shut up. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now so you continue anyway they track down octavius in pittsburgh and they arrest him in a parking lot he claims he didn't know what was going on he said he thought they were going over there to hang out and everything just happened so fast and whatever so sanford and ponce each take plea deals they get 50 years for the kidnapping they get 50 years for the murder those sentences are run concurrently so they will be out in 50 years they may uh, qualify for parole who knows so they have two trials one in mount pleasant and one in camp county and 
you know what I learned from that? No. If you're going to commit multiple crimes, Do them stay them all, keep them all in the same place because oh. you have to go through court multiple times yeah. if they're in multiple places, yeah, dumbasses. Yeah, just do your, do your crimes in one and place. I said or don't do, it, don't do them at all. Don't do them at all. Kevin, you know what I learned? <laughs> don't commit crimes in one county and then move to another uh, county to complete them. And Kevin's like, or just not do the crimes. <laughs> you know, that old chestnut. But they, they, for each of them, they have to, for, for Octavius and for Samantha, there's one trial in Mount Pleasant and one in Camp County. Octavius gets a kidnapping conviction, and then he goes on trial for murder where he changes his testimony from what he originally told the cops. His testimony did not match the statements he had given to law enforcement. He tried to remove himself even more, and I would say the jury found his testimony unbelievable, and they convicted him. So the jury really didn't find him believable, and he got what? He got 33 and for the kidnapping and 75 for the murder? So it was, yeah, it was a hundred. It, it was, was almost a hundred years. Hundred years, and he's saying he didn't do anything. Didn't, yeah, and the other two are like, "Yep, we did it." And, and they what, both what, got we know 50. it was either Sanford or Ponce who pulled the trigger. One of them, but he, he, yeah. And if I was Octavius, the fat one, he yeah. did it immediately. If I got pulled in, it, well, first of all, I would hope to God I'm never involved in anything like this under any stretch of the imagination. But if I got pulled in, I would be singing like a big fat canary. Yeah, absolutely. that one did it. He did it with this. He bought the gun here. They threw it here. Oh, they did can, it, da, da, da. can I have a sprite first? <laughs> I need to exactly. There's no way. You know what they say? Uh, snitches get stitches. Yeah. My face would be all stitched up. I tell you that right now. Samantha gets convicted of kidnapping gets 50 years she gets uh 99 years for the murder uh her new defense is that she took an ambient that night and doesn't remember any of it the position she tried to take there was that um she had taken an ambient before she went to bed and didn't really remember any of the events and didn't remember sending any text messages um that's just unbelievable so none of the planning the, it, it, all the all of the evidence against her and her defense team was just saying that the the prosecutor was slinging mud at her and that she didn't know anything about it and she's completely innocent but the jury wasn't buying any of that and uh stanford takes the stand looks her totally in the eye and says on the night that this was all going down she was totally on board for the whole thing she knew that we were going to kill him sanford stated that she told me i'm an actress and i can handle the law y'all don't worry about that y'all just go get rid of him and i'll handle the police Prosecutors allege that the text Samantha sent warning her co-conspirators to turn off Ernie's phone amounted to a death sentence for her husband. She could have sent a text, don't do it. Don't do it. But instead, she did things purposely to hide what they were doing. She wanted it done. And they don't really know what the motive was. Carly from the journal is back, and then they realize. <laughs> that was just kind of the million-dollar question. What was the motive? Ernie is dead because Samantha, in seeking attention, using this rhetoric of Ernie being abusive to her and not treating her right, um, she just finally told somebody who would do something about it. How are you guys? I think she thought this murder was going to really put the spotlight on her and, you know, make her a YouTube star, ultimately. Yeah, she thought if if there was if she had this dramatic backstory that her husband was kidnapped and murdered because of drug cartels, it would fuel her YouTube views. She went from being the person that walked into the room and everybody loved her, she's the light of the party, yeah. and everybody loved her, to killing her husband so she can get more YouTube video mm -hmm. hits. And be a YouTube influencer. Her mom still believes her, and, but for once, this woman says something I agree with. If she did do this, 
then she's where she belongs. But a mother can tell, and she couldn't go through with the murder. There is no way. I'll never believe that. It hurts that this happened. It not just hurts that we lost her, we lost him too. And those kids lost so much more than I did, so much more than they did. Those kids lost everything. They lost a lot. Everybody lost out yeah. in this story. But the people who lost out the most are those five children. Oh, my God. Their mom's in, in jail for the rest of their lives. Their dad's been killed. Oh, my God. And oh it's just God. terrible. And uh, his sweet sister closes the episode. Most people will never understand the pain of losing a family member like that. And in such, in such a horrific way, he should be here. No amount of time is ever going to take his place. And that, dear people, is the demented story of Samantha it is Wolford, so, it, who it, snapped. It, I mean, we've... I mean, some of these ones we've done have been way darker and yes. more brutal, but this one just left a real. I I, I don't I don't have the. It really did, and I don't simply. I yeah, but she was such bo- a psychopath. because she's bored I, because she of, just. But, wants but, did she think that the people who did this are not going to turn around and just say she did all this? Did she not think that she didn't have cell phone records? Did she not think that there was video surveillance? Did she not think I that? That, that she would be a person and then, of interest. The line about, well, I'm, I can handle this. I can. I'm an actress. I, I, I can make anybody believe oh, wait, anything. Before I forget, okay, in my research, in 2013, apparently Samantha had some sort of an accident at a Walmart. Oh, right. You said she was going to try to sue him. With the baby changing table fell on her. Yeah. Um, I posted a video like two weeks ago, maybe, talking about. Some of the issues that I was going through, I had just gotten out of the ER and I looked like crap. Like my face was all puffy where I'd been crying and everything. And, you know, she and she she told people on YouTube that, that listened that she was depressed and was supposed to have bed rest. And right. then she said she was pregnant again and not excited about it. Uh-huh. So that was the, for the fifth kid. Yeah. No, I'm not exactly excited about this. I was have been on birth control. I've already ended up in the emergency room. I only found out. Yesterday that I was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, it's all there. There's a ton of. Uh, and Ernie had moved out by this point and moved back in for the children. Yeah, uh, he. I think he was a good guy. The one clip I saw of him, and she's filming him, and he's trying to watch a show or something. He came across as a nice enough guy, but I'm gonna link some of the episodes on the yeah. Facebook page. So. And then what was the uh, Jose Ponce, Jonathan's brother-in-law? Oh wow! So Johnny Reb and Jose were related. Yeah. So maybe the woman that was in the because I couldn't find it. The woman that was in the hospital was having a baby was one of was this one was of their the, yeah 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 spouses or mates took the or police to where Ernie was had been had been killed dragged from his home. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. That's a terrible story. And then so. the last thing. Was they the police looked into Jonathan's story that they had taken them to Walmart to buy? They obtained the Walmart surveillance footage. Sure enough, uh-huh. Octavius, Jose, and Jonathan all walked in together with Samantha's kids in tow. I wonder how she convinced them to babysit them. Samantha was confronted and said she didn't do anything. Octavius backed up Johnny's story and said that Samantha had been trying to get the be- the dude beat up for years. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's Just awful. leave. Just, Just leave. leave. I mean, she Just does like that. And now, okay, so so for for argument's sake, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie was a horrible man, horrible uh-huh. to live with, horrible uh-huh. father, uh-huh. not a provider, right? All these things. I'm gonna have him killed, and yeah. then I'm gonna become famous. I'm gonna get his death. You're not gonna get away. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you're not going to get famous you're for gonna it. You're not going to get famous no from it. No one will watch your terrible YouTube video. Oh, my God. Really, this one, it, not, I don't turn my story, just such a bad. Well, I was saying to you a, earlier, I was like, but if social media didn't exist, if YouTube wasn't a thing and Facebook wasn't a thing. She still would have done it. Ernie would still be alive, I think. She wouldn't have had a motive, I, that no, motivation she, to be. Exp- because a, a, at this influencer. point, she's telling lies about how he's beating me, he's hitting me, he's yeah. doing things. Maybe, maybe. She had a restraining order yeah. against him. I don't know. But anyway, Samantha. Yeah, this one, I didn't like it. Prison's not treating her too well. She didn't look too good in her mugshot. But anyway, so, um, yeah. So we're not like Samantha, right? We're having fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just horrible. And just, there's a word for it's chagrin. No, no. The the word I'm feeling because I have zero sympathy for her. Mm -hmm. Zero. Some of these people that have killed, I'm like, well, I'm not saying this right, but I understand it. Well, not even (laughs) that, but just like, well, after I got hit a couple times, maybe I might have hit them with the car. You know what I mean? Like the thought process. People push. Just I just can't. I just no. She and and from everybody, it's not. There's not one bad word against that guy. No. No. He was some dumb schmuck. And yeah, and his family misses him dearly as they should. Oh, and his and, poor uh, kids. Oh. Yeah, those poor kids. But anyway, Samantha, uh you uh, you got a, a snapped episode all about you. <laughs> you got it. All your oh, selfies yeah, you're famous now, you got honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, yeah. Have a good or night. Or